What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy is about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name's Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Has anybody ever worked cattle with their dad? God bless you. Whenever my son starts working cattle with me, I will probably be the same way. I will not lie. I don't know what it is about working cattle with your dad. Uh, Years ago, we had a 160-acre pivot with uh, alfalfa and oats underneath it, and we were custom feeding some, uh, some cattle during the winter, and we had a hot fence around it. And, you know, you spend all winter long putting cattle back in, don't you? Anybody ever had a hot wire fence around a deal? You spend all weekend putting cattle back in. And then when it's time to take the cattle out, what happens? You can't get them to cross that hot wire to save your life. We went and we took up about the length of this barn. We absolutely removed the hot wire, and we pushed those cattle up there. It was just me and my dad and my brother, and we pushed them right up there. There There's about a 100 head in there, and they got right up to the edge where that hot wire used to be, and then they all stopped, and they just stood there like this, and I was like trying to push them, and my dad was like, hang on, hang on, just just hang on. They'll figure it out. So I'm sitting there, and I sat there, and I sat there, and finally the cattle, they started going this way, so we tried to block them, and, and then they ended up just spilling because they didn't know what was going on. And so they spilled behind us, and so they kind of all run off to the middle where the water was. So we loped back over there, and we gathered them all up. We pushed them back over there, and they got right up to the edge, and then they stood there, and I was going to make them go across, and my dad was like, just hold on, just hold on. Don't go to chousing them none. So I sat there. And I sat there. I looked over and there's like flies crawling on my little brother's eyeballs. We waited so long. I was like, I think Jason died. Dad was just, hold on. And finally the cattle spilled back. They got restless and, you know, they get to turning around and they ran back this way. And uh, anyway, so we gathered them up again. I'm not kidding you. We did this like 14 times. I got up there and we got them all back to that little place and I'm about to have a nervous breakdown (laughs) like that and I'm thinking to myself one more time fella one more time if they don't go across I'm chousing them I'm stampeding them right across there and my dad was I don't know I think he was watching me I don't even think he was watching the cattle he's like hold on hold on just be still everything will be fine hold on they spilled again And I smiled. We went and got them, and we gathered them up. And we get them up there, and I stop. And my dad looks over at me, and he goes, Don't you do it. (laughs) I went, Yeah! (laughs) Like that. And all them cattle, they got spooked, and they went, Up, and they jumped, and one jumped across the invisible fence. And then the rest of them just followed that first one like... 
nice little cattle. I looked over there. He said, I'm fixing to whip you. I just smiled. Jason steals over there like this. He hadn't moved in like three hours. We were real worried about him. For the last two weeks, we've been talking about filling a gap in your life. We've been talking about how sometimes, even in my own life, you don't have to, it even happens to preachers, you feel like everything's going just right, and, but before you can get where you're going, everything just spills over. What do you not pray for? What are the hard things that we leave out? We've been talking about filling in the gap. Well, if you've noticed, the first week, gap stood for something. The first week stood for giving. It's biblical. I didn't preach that to get to ask for money or anything like that or even time. I preached it because a lot of people, that's something that, that, that's missing in their lives, that's missing in their spiritual lives. God said, test me in this and I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you that you can't even fathom. Why would people not want that? So two weeks ago, we talked about giving. Last week, we talked about the A word, attitude. What? I've seen a couple of you go, what? We talked about attitude last week. Today, we talk about P. Anybody want to take a guess of what that stands for? You notice my wife was the first one to laugh at that. Today, we're going to talk about the P word, patience. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got, we all might need to go to Lord in prayer before we begin this one. Patience. What is patience? Think about that for a second. And I'm not talking about what, what the world views as patience. I'm talking about biblically, biblically speaking. I'm talking about what does the Bible say patience is? Patience is responding positively to a negative situation. Responding positively to a negative situation. Patience means that you're slow to anger. How many people have mastered that? Yeah, oh, well, only one, only one. I'm going to go hang out with her. I can ruin that. <laughs> Patience, responding positively to a negative situation. Patience is having a long fuse instead of a quick temper. How many times do we do that? Boy, we, everything's going along good and everything, and I mean, the second something goes wrong, it just ruins our day. Patience is instead of restless, being restless and demanding, patience is being calm and understanding. Let me say that one more time. Instead of being restless and demanding, it's being calm and understanding. We're talking about patience today. Patience is one of the things that is in, in, a, in a society that we live in, it is just runs, it's nearly non-existence, non-existence anymore. I'm having trouble with words today. Patience is an internal calm during an external storm. Do you have that? Do we need to work on that? Absolutely we do. Patience is an internal calm during an external storm. 
What happens when we don't exercise patience? What's the point? Why do we need patience? When patience is not exercised, impatience is the breeding ground for what? Anger. Impatience is the breeding ground for anger. And I'm here to tell you that, that really the opposite of patience is anger. It's not really impatience. Because whenever you don't exercise patience, it nearly always leads to anger. Anger toward wrongful action brings new anger. How many times, if somebody does something to you or says something to you and you get mad back, how many times does that really fix the situation? Hardly ever. It doesn't work. Anger towards wrongful actions brings new anger. Anger never fixes anything. It's kind of like a cowboy's water line, right? Does anybody else ever have that one water line that is like inch and a quarter and it goes down and then it drops down to like half inch and then it balloons to like three inches and then it goes down and then it like has like 14 elbows because you didn't have a coupling? Okay, maybe I'm the only one. But it never fixes anything. Anger never fixes anything. Patience is a problem stopper. If you want a problem to stop, I guarantee you one of the best ways to stop a problem in its tracks is to exercise patience. Now, patience is more than biting your lip. You can't just, because mm, what did Jesus say? Jesus says it matters what's going on inside more than what is happening outside. Now, I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't bite your lip because sometimes we have to, but it's more than biting your lip. It's more than duct taping your mouth shut. How many of us would, it would really benefit if we carried a roll of duct tape around? Yeah, yeah, me too. Patience clears the air. Have you ever, um, not too long ago, for one of the first times in my life, my wife got a little upset with me. That's not the part that was the first time in my life. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I kind of looked at her, and instead of blowing up and getting mad and, well, what about this and what about that? I just kind of looked at her, and I was like, yeah, well, you're probably right about that. She looked at me, she's like, where's my husband? And then we were able to laugh about it, and we went on. What would have been one of these type deals, because I was actually able to sit there and just exercise a little patience and not take it so dadgum personal all the time, and just look at her and go, Whew, you know what, you're probably right about that. It diffused the situation in, from the very beginning, and we were able to laugh, and we were able to just go on. Patience clears the air. Patience stops foolishness from throwing up all over the place. Let me tell you something. Not too long ago, Griffin got real sick. And you always know when Griffin's going to get sick. I mean, he, he gives you pretty much fair warning. He said, oh, my stomach hurts, my stomach hurts. Okay, run to the bathroom. He ran to the bathroom. And I mean, I heard that poor kid just, does, in, does the space-time continuum rip in half for anybody besides me and Griffin? I mean, it does. It just, he was in there just, and I was like, oh, man, poor kid. You know, your heart just breaks. And then I went in there. He was standing right over the toilet, and the only place that didn't have puke on it was the toilet. <laughs> he was like an impact sprinkler. <clears throat> I don't know how you did it, son. It was awesome. <laughs> 
because Christy cleaned it up. But that's what happens when we don't exercise patience. Anytime we lose patience, when we're quick to anger, we just throw up foolishness all over the place and it never makes anything better. It only makes it worse and it stinks afterwards when you have to clean it up. Because I guarantee you there's nothing worse than eating crow. Anger. Impatience is the breeding ground for anger. Here's the other thing about patience. Despite popular belief, did you know that you will not explode if you keep your mouth shut? It may seem like it, that if you keep your mouth closed, that suddenly your head is just going to go... But it won't. It won't. Patience is a choice. And you have that choice. If there's a gap in your life, I want you to think about this. You're trying to follow God. You're coming to Cowboy Church. You've seen some things moving in your life towards the better. And you're getting to a point in time where it's like, man, I'm starting to see things a little bit clearer now. I feel better and everything. But does it feel like you're getting right up to the pins and all of a sudden everything just kind of falls apart? It could be because of the P word. It could be because of patience. I don't think that there's a single person in here that couldn't benefit from a double dose of patience. Patience is a choice. It is controlling your emotions instead of your emotions controlling you. It shows discretion instead of repaying evil for evil. Patience is a choice. Anger is a strong desire for something mixed with disappointment or grief. Think about that for a second. Anger is a strong desire for something mixed with disappointment or grief. It is an emotional reaction that flows out of selfishness, foolishness, and evil motives. It's exactly what it is. Now, there is a righteous anger. Remember when Jesus made him a bullwhip out of some stuff and chased some people out of the temple? There is a righteous anger. But I'm talking about the other anger. Because I doubt that our being mad, we've ever chased anybody out of a church with a bullwhip because they were doing something. I'm talking about that, that selfish anger. I'm talking about that foolish anger. I'm talking about when, those, when you just don't get your stinking way. The benefits of patience are uncalculable. It's unfathomable. <laughs> Nobody else got that one either. <laughs> the benefits of patience. The first benefit of patience is wisdom. I want you to think about this. Patience doesn't rush to judgment. It waits and listens. You'd be surprised. You ever, does anybody ever know that old cowboy that never said anything? He just looked and just listened. There's some of you here today, and I ain't calling you old. <laughs> but everybody knows that one old fella that just didn't matter really what you said. He'd always look and just, mm-hmm. I see. And it didn't matter if somebody was saying something he liked or he didn't. He just, he wasn't going to pay them no mind. He wasn't going to waste himself on getting in a, in a fool fight about something. Patience doesn't rush to judgment. It waits and listens. Patience is the cattle guard that holds anger where it belongs. But that cattle guard is easily jumped, isn't it? 
or maybe that cattle guard's filled in. We need to clean that out and have a little bit more patience. In Proverbs 14, verse 29, the good book says, He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered is a fool. (laughs) If that don't step on your toes, I don't know what will. He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered is a fool. The second benefit of patience is it brings peace and quiet. Impatience is a war zone while patience fosters peace. Do you know the only way to win an argument is to not argue? Does arguing ever do any good? No. So it doesn't matter. Just let it go. So what if somebody says something you don't like? Who cares? You can't control anybody. A hot-tempered man stirs up trouble, but the slow to anger calms an argument, Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up trouble, but the slow to anger calms an argument. The third thing that is a benefit of patience is it gives permission for others to be human. How about that for a second? It gives permission for other people to be human. Judge by the same manner you want to be judged. That's in Matthew chapter 7. By the measure that you judge others is the measure that you will be judged. And I guarantee you if I ask people in here, how many times do you make a mistake and you'd just like to be given a break every now and then? I guarantee you every single one of us would raise our hands. But how many times do we offer that to somebody else whenever they make a mistake? Give somebody a break. Just let it go. Who cares if somebody says something that you don't like? Let it go. It doesn't mean you're less of a man, and I'm not talking about necessarily the whole turn the other cheek. If somebody's smacking you, smack them back. Okay? But, I mean, just because they come up and say something that you don't like, don't get your tail feathers all in a ruffle. Judge by the same manner you want to be judged. Did you know that every single one of us is going to fail. And if all of us are going to fail, why don't we just let give others a break in the same manner that we would like to be given a break? How about the bod, the benefit of the doubt? You don't know what's going on. How many times do you has something just been going on over here that doesn't have anything to do with anybody or anything? It's just been one of those cruddy weeks And you come in, and somebody's like, hey, how are you doing? And you're like, yeah, pretty good. What's the matter with you? You know, you don't know what people are going through. And they don't know what you're going through. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them a break. Mistakes are given more time than they deserve to be corrected whenever you exercise patience. Think about that. How about you give somebody more time than they deserve to correct their mistakes? Because I guarantee you, with most of us, if you push me, I'm going to push back whether I made a mistake or not. Aren't we all about that way? Even if I make a mistake, if you come pushing on me, I'm going to push back. But if you tell me that I made a mistake and just be like, it's okay. I may still get mad, but I'm going to think about that. How about just giving some grace that God gives us? Mistakes are given more time than they deserve to be corrected. It gives us all permission to be human. 
And patience gives the ability to hang on during the tough times instead of belling off under pressure. You've probably heard me talking about this. There was a guy that went to our, our church in Fort Stockton, and uh, his son, they got a new horse. And so, anyway, he was telling me about the horse one Sunday, and then the next Sunday he came in, and he's like, he's like man, he said, Josh came off that horse. He's talking about his son. I was like, really? He came off the horse? He's like, yeah, yeah, what happened? I said, what happened? He said, oh, man, the horse run him underneath a tree. I was like, good grief. You know, what happened? He said, man, he just saddled him up, and, you know, he got him up in the front yard and got on her, and and she started heading for a tree, and and he had to to bail off. And I was like, man, is he pretty tore up? And he's like, no, not really. I was like, really? How fast was the horse going? He's like, oh, he was just walking. And I said, how far from the tree was he? In about, about 50 or 60 feet. I said, so the horse was headed for a tree, and he bailed off the horse at a dead walk. He said, yep, that pretty much sums it up. But how often do we do that? We bail off at a dead walk. Patience gives the ability to hang on during the tough times instead of, uh, instead of just bailing off early. We've all been there. Exercise a little patience. Patience is where love and wisdom intersect. Think about that. Patience is the crossroad where love and wisdom intersect, where they come together. Did you know that patience really has nothing to do with waiting? People always, oh, you know, I have no patience, you know. I've been wanting this, but everybody tells me to have patience. Patience has nothing to do with waiting. It is the battle that wages inside of us all to overcome our natural, self-absorbed view of the world and how it affects us. Patience is learning to overcome that knee-jerk reaction to every situation. It's a fight with yourself. Patience is a duel to the death with yourself. Patience has nothing to do with anybody of what they're saying or what they're doing. Patience is an internal battle between you and yourself. Why do you think Jesus Christ said, if you want to follow me, you must die to self? It's not about others. It's about you. Patience is the outcome, is wisdom. It's peace and quiet. The Bible says that God is love. And in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul says, love is patient. And I think that that's very fitting. God is love, and love is patient. And if you do have to have patience, I would say, if you do have to wait on something, a lot of you are waiting on something right now. And people say, oh, it's just so hard for me to wait. No, it's not, because we're all procrastinators by nature. Patience is just positive procrastination. Right? People say, oh, I can't do that. I can't. I'm not a very good waiter. Yes, you are. (laughs) You procrastinated for two weeks about cleaning out that horse pen, didn't you? Well, yeah. Hmm. Fill in the gap in your lives. 
God wants something great for all of you. And he's laid it out in a blueprint in the Bible. Don't be afraid to step out and make a difference, not only in your own life, but in somebody else's. We're supposed to shine the light of Christ. And I've never seen very many people shine the light of Christ by getting mad and getting in somebody's face or yelling and screaming or getting a big old fat attitude. Exercise patience. It's what God does for you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in a barn for no other purpose than to worship you. Lord, you have showed so much patience in each and every one of our lives. For some of us, it's been years and years and years of wrongdoing. But Lord, we're coming to you now on bended knees with hats in hands, asking your forgiveness. And Lord, we know that you'll grant it. And Lord, we just pray right now that if somebody in here has, has come to you today, that they would like to start that new life, that they're tired of their life being scattered all over the place, that they'd like a new direction, that they can come to you right now and ask your forgiveness and ask you to be their Lord and Savior. In your name I pray, amen. I couldn't keep it up. <laughs>Glad you took a ride with us today. If you liked today's service and heard God speaking to you, I'd like for you to go to our website and check out the new book, Simplified Cowboy Version Gospel of Matthew. If you've ever wanted to read your Bible but found it difficult to understand, then this book is for you. Just go to savethecowboy.com and click on General Store. You'll find tons of stuff there to help you in your ride with Christ. You can also partner up with us by following the online giving link. All our monthly supporters get an audio CD or DVD every month in the mail as our way of saying thank you. We don't care about the amount. Look at what Jesus did with a couple of biscuits and some fish. He can do the same with your help in hand. I know you couldn't help but notice all the great music playing in the background. You need to stop what you're doing right now and go by BarryWardMusic.com and check out his new album, West of Dodge. This program wouldn't have been possible without these fine folks. Tumbleweed Hay and Hauling, 303-324-8217. WesternLLC.net Look East Realty 303-644-4444 Double H Heating and Air 303-669-8911 Integrity Auto Repair 303-621-2845 And Comanche Creek Enterprises 303-619-7030 Please support businesses that aren't afraid to show their faith. Call them today or go by SaveTheCowboy.com and click on Sponsors for more information.